All right, so here's the crazy part. We're making a podcast, everybody. Yeah. It's already happening. I hit the record button. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Image Youth Podcast. Um, we here at Image Church in Matthews, North Carolina, are here made in the image of God, reflecting his love. Um, and with me, to, I, I'm Robert Clark. I'm the youth director here at Image Church. And with me today are our volunteer staff, at least you know, two-thirds of our volunteer staff. I've got uh, Caleb and Miss Erica. They are the wonderful people that actually keep this program running and keep, keep the youth from tearing and burning the church down sometimes. Um, <laughs> and so we're here to just kind of discuss what God's doing here at Image Church, what, what's God revealing through his word. Um, we're going to speak a little bit about the current study we've been in, which we've been titling the Why Series, uh, that's kind of exploring the aspects of our faith that are important to ourselves and to our youth, but then also turn around and saying, well, why do we believe that? What does the Word of God teach us about that? Why do we trust the Word of God? Why is Jesus the standard? All these things. So we've been, we've been asking them different things. Currently, we're in a section of this called Why the Church? Uh, where we're looking at what the church is, what it should be. Is it an institution? Is it a gathering of people? What is it? And we've been discussing that with our youth and looking through the Word of God and seeing what is revealed there. Uh, and then we're kind of asking the question, well, if the Word of God tells us to be this is the church, are we doing it correctly? Are we being the people we're supposed to be? Are we worshiping in the way we're supposed to be? And currently, this episode, our, our inaugural episode, other than just getting taking a moment to introduce ourselves, we'll be talking about the, the idea of the baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the water baptism. Uh, you know, um, and we'll, we'll explain a little bit more about that as we go along. But So I'm Robert Clark. Uh, I have a master's degree in Christian ministry. I have a bachelor's degree in Christian counseling. Um, I'm a lunatic. Um, other than that, I'm, <laughs> I'm married with two beautiful children. My wife uh, is a saint, or at least she should be considered for sainthood, um, for putting up with me and my crazy family. Um, I'm blessed to be, be here on the staff at Image Church and have been since fall of 2019, I believe it is. Um, and they are, they are very gracious to keep me on here. Uh, I'm also the media coordinator for our church, so if you don't like our website or social media stuff, that's also my fault. Um, and so we, we're glad that you chose to listen to the podcast today. We hope it blesses you. Uh, other than that, I'm going to stop hogging the mic and let one of these other beautiful people speak. <laughs> I guess I'm up. Um, so I am Erica, and I'll tell you a little bit about how I got to be here in this seat in front of this microphone with these other gentlemen. <laughs> Um, so I grew up in New Hampshire and, um, one day when I was about six years old, we were coming, my mom and I were coming back from a Girl Scout troop meeting and she had told me when I see a car in the parking lot at this church, I'm going to stop and I'm going to ask what it's all about. Um, so we stopped at that church and we never turned away. We started going to church that following Sunday, and my mom has, um, you know, been a Christian almost my whole life. Um, I was saved when I was nine years old, um, and then as a lot of teenagers, unfortunately, I, I turned away in my teen years, 
um, you know, a lot of a lot of the the struggles, the peer pressures, all of that definitely got to me, um, and I and I walked away. Um, and then in my early thirties, um, I married my husband Matt, and now we have two be- beautiful children. Um, and throughout the beginning of our marriage, and as we had our children, it was. God was really laying upon my heart that I needed to get back into the church, not only for myself and my family, um, but for my children, um, and that I needed to raise them the right way, the only way. (laughs) Um, And so I had told Matt um, one day, I was like, you know, we've been, we got into a Bible study um, after my mom had retired from and moved down from New Hampshire, um, right at the beginning of the pandemic, she was unable to start looking for a new church. So I offered to do a Bible study with her um, so that she didn't feel like she didn't have any support um, during the pandemic from a, you know, a church group. Um, and so Matt decided to join. And for about a year, we did that Bible study together and it really opened our eyes that we we had to get into a church. And we're, we said, well, why don't we just try the one that's closest to our house? Literally in the backyard of our <laughs> house. And so we showed up one day and haven't left. We knew, we knew when we left after that first service that this was our church. And uh, we brought our kids the following Sunday. And um, I got involved in the, the young youth um, and then I, I talked one day to Robert and I was like, you guys have a great youth leadership team of men. Would you like, um, a lady? And he said, well, my wife does, you know, she volunteers here and there, but it would be great to have, you know, someone else. And so, um, yeah, that's very how I came. Very necessary. Yeah, very necessary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we, do, we needed a, yeah, a wallflower. We, we yeah. were definitely getting a little, t- a little too rowdy and comfortable. So <laughs> Yeah, and as a mom of a young daughter yes. uh, that will be um, a teenager at one point, I thought, well, might as well get involved now so that, yeah. you know, <laughs> I have a presence when she starts coming around. Just to interject a little bit into Erica and Matt's story uh, joining us here at Image Church, not only did they show up the first Sunday leaving bubbly and happy and saying they were going to be back, but then the very next week we were tearing up carpets in one of the hallways (laughs) of the church. And where was the the brand new couple? Well, Matt was right there with us on the floor helping us tear old carpet that had been glued down for 30 years in the hallway. Getting all sweaty, and so they they jumped right in, feet first, head first. I love volunteering him for things. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. She does. She does. It's, it's nice. Um, so yeah, we we love Matt and Erica. They they are truly a blessing to our congregation here, to our family here. They yes. they came right in, and then her husband uh, went with us last year to Nicaragua on mission, and uh, him and I were shoveling dirt and shoveling concrete and. Every, just shoveling things <laughs> as as good Irish and Scottish boys do in the hot sun, um, and so it was it was really nice having him along, and they have truly been a blessing. So Erica, thank you again for bringing you. your family here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being a part because it's changed the dynamics around here, and it's blessed us all so much. 
Not just because you brought a strong back with you. But yeah. And <laughs> but just to kind of add on to the story, which I think will flow really well into what Caleb is going to talk about next, is, um, you know, four months after we started um, coming to church is when my husband, Matt, got saved. That's right. Yes. Yeah, praise God. Yes. And then that following spring is when he was baptized for the first time in his life. Um, so it was very, very special last couple of years so um praise god for yeah, that yeah absolutely well yeah i guess i'm up um i'm caleb i have the p- pleasure of being one of our youth leaders teachers here all right where's that mute button yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so my story of ending up in the youth ministry here is kind of interesting because uh, i think if i had it my way at the time i would not have been here um so I, I, just a little background, I grew up in a, a Christian home, um, was saved at a young age, actually, while I was in youth, uh, when I was a youth myself, um, was immediately just dove headfirst into it. I was a worship leader back then. I was doing anything and everything at the church. Um, typical story, went off to college, kind of just tried to run my own way for a little bit. Um, and after college, I moved here to to Charlotte right here near Matthews and was hitting a point in my life where I was like, yeah, I really need to find a church home and a family again here. Um, and really struggled to do that. Uh, went around for a long time, uh, just trying out different churches and it just, you know, praying about it. And God's just like, this isn't it quite yet. And then everywhere I went. Um, and funnily enough, uh, a lady that I, um, uh, that was at the church that I grew up in. Uh, so a family friend of ours, uh, called me one day and said, hey, I was talking to your mom. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> um, she's like, you're, you know, your mom said you were looking for a, um, uh, a church to, to go to, and you're struggling to find one that, that you know, fit, that felt right. She said, well, my, my brother is a pastor. I was like, what in the world? I didn't even know you had a brother. <laughs> I've known you my whole life and didn't even know that. Um, she's like, yeah, my brother's a pastor down here, and I was going to check out his church. You want to come with me? And I was like, sure, why not? Um, not expecting anything, kind of walked in the door. Um, at least back then, the demographic was not anything close to uh, me. <laughs> uh, and so I kind of had an initial, oh, I don't know about this, um, but then really just felt so at home. Everyone here has been so incredible. And that, that's been six or seven years now. Um, uh, we've been helping out on the worship ministry here as well on the praise team. Um, and Kevin, uh, another one of our worship leaders here, uh, at the time was helping out with the youth, just trying to kind of just keep it afloat, if we're being honest. Um, and he asked me just to sit in. So I sat in for a couple of years, literally just to fly on the wall. Um, and then Stephen uh, took over, uh, the gentleman that's missing from our, our conversation today. Uh, he took over with the youth. And again, I was just a fly on the wall, um, no intentions of doing anything besides that. Um, and hit a point where I was just in a rough patch of life and I almost kind of just walked away from from coming to church again and literally like probably a couple weeks before I was ready to make that decision we were in a a meeting talking about the youth and God just really said on my heart he's like you know I got something better if you'll just hang on (laughs) and uh kind of put this idea of this this why series that we've been in it's kind of fun to even call it a series because it's more of just like a way of life at this point with our youth um right. uh, <laughs> we've been doing this for probably a little over a year at this point um 
But yeah, we, you know, we went from, if we're just being honest, we went from uh, a youth group where maybe one or two people were showing up on a Sunday that didn't want to be there. Um, you know, the stereotypical youth getting dragged to church because their parents are making them come. Um, and we started diving into this why series and really trying to get to the root of what is it we're doing here? You know, instead of just getting to these big, broad topics and telling you what you should and shouldn't do, like really diving into like, why should I even care about any of this? Why should I care about, you know, we started out with why uh, should I care about right and wrong? So we were discussing about sin and where that all came from and what the effects of that are that are applicable to, to what you're dealing with in your life. And, going on from there to talk about, you know, why do, um, why should I care about the Bible and why should I care about, you know, just God in general. And now we're, you know, in here with why should I care about the church? Um, which I promise we'll get to eventually in this episode, I guess. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, in the midst of that, you know, we, it was like this whole why series led up to this launching pad, uh, last summer with our youth. Um, it was like God knew what they needed and really just put the prep work in through us unbeknownst to us. And, you know, we went to a conference, took a bunch of our youth there, and it was like everything prepared them for what they were going to hear there. Um, mm -hmm. And these kids came back, and it's just been absolutely amazing to see the change in them and to see the excitement and the, the eagerness to, to really dive into Scripture and to really dive into, like, what the meaning behind all of this is and to, to really just fall in love with God. We see that in a lot of our youth right now of, like, for the first time, they're just like, oh, like, this is real. This is huge for me and mm -hmm. and to just see that excitement has been amazing um so yeah. so yeah i just i just get the privilege of, of helping out and, and teaching now uh, which was not on the agenda for my life um but it definitely it's always the agenda. but it wasn't on my agenda we'll put it that way it wasn't it wasn't on it wasn't on my agenda but god was like hey just watch this <laughs> so um and I, and ever since it's it's been hard to slow down it's it's been so much fun and so exciting and, and challenging in a lot of ways too. Um, but yeah, so I'm just excited to be a part of what God's doing here. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I remember some of those early conversations and meetings about going into this wise series as Caleb and I were, were developing it and he had brought the vision forward. And then we literally are standing in front of a whiteboard yeah. throwing ideas at this whiteboard about, Oh, I like this, but, but what does it mean? And how, how do we approach it? Where do we start and all that? And then Caleb kind of starts articulating where to start with the right and wrong of it all. And I said, well, cool. All right, so you're going to start there Sunday? And he just looks at me <laughs> like, oh, no, no, this was an idea. I didn't realize I was going to have to teach yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I have, this, <laughs> I have this great idea. Have fun with it, guys. That, that was the original plan. <laughs> and thank God that he has a different plan because it's, yes. been, it, it's been a blast. And it's really been a joy to watch God work and bloom in, in Caleb uh, in, in a mighty way. Uh, watch the watch the Spirit work through him and, and grow him uh, in this ministry. So it's thank you for being willing to be obedient because that's yeah. not always easy. And we all we all find ourselves over overtaxed at times <laughs> trying to figure out. Oh yeah, I've got to have a lesson ready for tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, at times and. And uh, but yeah, and so we talk about how at one point our youth group was on the verge of, of an early demise. You could say there was one or two, maybe three or four, uh, depending on if all the family members of a certain family would show up. And now, uh, on any given night, if we could get everybody to show up, there's sixteen to <laughs> fourteen to sixteen people in that room and yeah. hungry, starving for the word. In fact, most of the time, 
I look at them and I'm like, guys, I'm leaving. Y'all, you know, y'all want to <laughs> hang out, whatever. Like, Caleb, you good to stay? Because I got an hour and a half drive Eventually. home. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> like, Eventually, it's a, uh, you know, you, you don't got to go home, but I mean, you can't stay here all night, guys. I got work. <laughs> don't y'all have school tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> you can't blame me. <laughs> we let y'all out at 8 o'clock. Y'all are still here. It's 930. I don't know. But no, it's just that they're they're so comfortable together. They're so they're growing as a family. They're they're wanting to feed on the word. In fact, most of the time we have to end classes because they're you know. Oh yeah, know. the parents love it. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every Sunday they finish up a service, and you know, 20, 30 minutes later, we're like, "Hang on, we're almost done." We're <laughs> they blame me all the time, and I'm like, "Caleb's teaching, <laughs> sorta." And if I'd stop interrupting, I don't like, know how to stop. Like, if if we start going and they really get invested in asking questions, like, uh, it's like, who am I to be like, "No, somebody <laughs> like, go get some fried chicken and bring it back." Yeah, really. It's like I'll sit here all day, guys. Like. And it I probably think my takes. favorite thing to see is all of the youth asking questions and Robert and Caleb just looking at each other like, um, oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that is a do you want to handle this? Yeah, our, our famous are our, our famous. <laughs> this is gonna be real fun. Just infamous. Voice recording. <laughs> infamous. Hey, there we go. Uh, our, our youth are famous for just completely derailing our lessons in the best ways possible yeah Um, Yeah, not with silliness but with a genuine question it's like oh like man i didn't even i didn't even think to go down that route and now that that opens up a whole can of worms that we can dive into and how do we (laughs) and we'll do it (laughs) (laughs) we'll come back to that oh yeah that happens that happens a lot lot. (laughs) that happens a lot um and and we'll, we'll try to you know, one of the things we all kind of promised ourselves going into doing this podcast is we're going to try to maintain as much of the youth anonymity as possible, but we do want to bring up some of the some of the questions, some of the hang-ups, some of the moments where they're t- we're talking about these ideas that as all of us being believers that have been believers for most of our lives or at least around church, we don't question or have never questioned or never really thought about. We just know that to be true. But w- because of this Y series, we've kind of forced ourselves into a corner where we have to validate everything oh, with yeah. the Word of God, <laughs> where we have to look at things and be like, why do we say that? Um, or, you know, in my case, I have to find easier ways to say certain things, um, <laughs> you know. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. So we hope that we have not scared you off with these introductions of who we are. Uh, so now let's dive into why do we have baptisms at church? Because, like, you know, one of the things that when we started this with our youth, we said, what are the weird things that you only see at church? Mm-hmm. And one of those things on that list is baptisms. Like, you know, dunk people in cold water or, you know, <laughs> you take them out to <laughs> the river and try to drown them. Like, what do you, you know, whatever. Yeah, churches do a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, I think a lot of times we just try to, we try to shy away from that and we're just like, oh, no, it's baptism. That's just what it is. And, you know, when you step back and look at it from an outside perspective, you're like, what are these people doing? <laughs> like, it's super weird. Um, and, you know, for our youth, that with the, being an introduction to baptism, yeah, it's, it's it's a kind of a new concept for some of them, or at least a, an old concept that they've never actually thought about. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been fun. Um, yeah, baptism. So, man, how to dive into this. Yeah, um, just dive in. Yeah. Be well, first. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I'll start with how we started talking about this, which was not great. Um, <laughs> so, I won't interrupt this time. Yeah. So, so we started to talk about, um, we, you know, we had the topic of baptism on one of our Sunday morning classes and 
Um, you know, I even shared with Robert that morning that I was like, I feel so ill prepared for this, but it's like, God was literally telling me on the car ride in, like, dude, hit your points. And I got it from there. And dang, if I did not listen, (laughs) I was determined. I was like, I'm going to make this cool and interesting and try to get to these different concepts and cool revelations. And it was a disaster. It was, the conversation was not flowing at all. The questions were all over the place. The kids are just looking at me with the most confused looks on their faces for valid reasons. Um, but praise God, we kind of hit it back again on uh, one of our discipleship classes and, and really dove into it. Um, but yeah, the points that I wanted to hit with baptism were actually very simple because I think oftentimes we try to take these simple concepts and overcomplicate them. Mm-hmm. So uh, baptism, you know, I, I initially started sharing, you know, where it, where it came from because we think of baptism now and we immediately think about Jesus and our, the forgiveness of our sins and that kind of imagery of, you know, being buried to your sin and raised to new life because of Jesus and him, you know, nailing our sins to that cross, him buried and resurrected, mm-hmm. making that path for us. But then we start with the story where Jesus was baptized, which kind of becomes a weird scenario when you take it from the perspective of, well, we do it because of Jesus. But then here comes Jesus like, hey, John, cuz. That was a whole other topic with him being his cousin. Um, You know, John, baptize me. And John's like, who am I to baptize you? But what were they doing? Why did Jesus need to be baptized? He's obviously without sin. He, he, he's the whole reason that we do baptism now. So we were looking at baptism from pre-Jesus and, and how it was this kind of religious ceremony of, you know, a representation of, of washing away your sin because, you know, under this old covenant, they're always uh, having to, you know, do sacrifices and find all these crazy ways to try to, to pay for or cover the sins that they've committed. And, you know, you can never keep up with that if that's right. your, if that's your process there, which is what they were stuck under within the old Testament. Um, so, you know, we have these people that are, are doing this and doing it as an act of, uh, you know, this religious practice, a ceremony, but also as an act of obedience because the law stated for them to be able to do, to, to do this. Mm-hmm. So when we dive into to Jesus being baptized, we talk about how he was being obedient to the law. Jesus came and fulfilled the law. So he can't fulfill the law if he doesn't follow it. Right. So... I think that in and of itself kind of answered the question of why Jesus got baptized there. We, we kind of expanded a bit further on that. Yeah. Cause I mean, we even get into the scripture where when, when questioned why he did, Jesus says, cause it's the right thing to do. I'm doing what is right. It is right for me to go through this process. Cause John, the baptizer himself was questioning it. And like he, you know, here you got the man in, in camel fur and eating honey and locust. And he's like, Dude, I am not worthy to touch your sandals, much less be the person to baptize you in a in any kind of way. Why are you doing it? And Jesus just says, because it is right. I am doing the right thing. I'm going into this. And one of the points that we made with our youth was that it's also just that loving act of obedience that's worship. It's all part of mm-hmm. Jesus worshiping God. And then we see this miraculous scene unfold because of it. Mm-hmm. God acknowledging that worship. You know, that I think is so important. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the John the Baptist thing is, is always <laughs> is always a trip. Um, we started talking. I'm going a little all over the place again, but that's just how these roll. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how uh, there's, you know, there's a story of John the Baptist that's going to the cities and preaching about 
you know, uh, go be baptized, telling those people go be baptized. Or we, we share with our youth, the word for that was baptizo in Greek, which literally just means to wash, go wash yourselves. So he's telling these people that are like washing their clothes to go wash. And, you know, they're looking at him like this weird bug eating dude from the wilderness is telling me to, <laughs> to, to go wash. What does he think I'm doing? I'm literally doing that right now. Uh, but he's, he's talking about wash yourselves, your, you know, of your own sin, go be obedient to the law. Um, repent. Yes, repent. <laughs> repent <laughs> and be baptized. Mm-hmm. Which is really what leads us into why we get baptized now, is that obedience, again, but also we, we talk about this process. I, th- I think a lot of times people get really hung up with baptism and they they think like, oh, well, I have to be baptized to be saved, right? Or, or I, I get baptized and that is what washes away my sin. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. That was They're, a big confusion area for our youth. They yeah. really thought that the baptism was what washed away their sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what cleansed them. And I'm like, okay. We're yeah. A little literal here. So it's like we're hanging on to that that Old Testament, Old Covenant. Like, yeah. you do this to wash your sin. It's still not enough even to do that. But, like, that, that's not why we do it now at all. Yeah. Um, now God calls us to this, this whole process. And we went through the process saying that baptism doesn't save you. Um, really, the way it works out practically is, you know, you you hear the gospel, you hear the message of Jesus, you hear that Jesus Christ paid the price that you owe for your sin, for the things in your life that have been against God. And so Jesus paid the Christ for that. You hear the gospel, you hear that he's offering this forgiveness, you hear that he's the only way to heaven, you hear that he wants this loving relationship for you, and not only do you hear it, but then you accept it. You you make that a part of your lives. You acknowledge what Jesus did as true, and you say, you know, you you really, I don't know how else to phrase it. You accept that as as the <laughs> truth in your life. Yeah. <laughs> um, you acknowledge it. You accept it. We get we yeah. grasp a hold of it. Yeah. <laughs> and so then what that does is it it starts believe. to yeah that was the word that I was just thank you believe. man believe yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and so then you know you believe it, and that what that does is it causes you to change kind of everything, but mostly the way that you go about life. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about the scripture that says, you know, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. And so um, I love that Pastor Bill actually hit on that on Sunday, but I won't digress there. Um, <laughs> um, so with the way that we think about things changing, we're, we kind of have this call to repentance of, mm-hmm. you know, I was going this one direction towards sin. The things in my lives were sinful. The things that I was doing were sinful. Even if it wasn't like intentional per se, you know, my life contains sin and that's the direction my life is going and completely 180ing that and going the other direction, leaving that behind and moving instead towards Christ. Mm-hmm. Becoming the new creation. Exactly. The scripture yeah. tells us. Mm-hmm. And then we hit the point of the process where baptism comes into play. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we, we kind of laid out an order of, you know, hear the gospel, acknowledge the gospel, repent, be baptized. And then we dive into baptism of the Holy Spirit, which we probably won't touch on in this episode. No, we're going to get that in a whole other episode as well. But it's, you know, it's fascinating where even as we're telling our youth these things and you still had youth and, and, and different ones that would bring up different points and counter arguments trying to find loopholes in the simplicity of all this. Because that's mm-hmm. they, they, everybody struggles with that. No one can yeah. believe that it's as simple 
as putting your faith in Christ. It's as simple as believing and trusting and saying, okay, I am no longer going to be in the sole driver's seat of my life, but I'm going to now change and alter my ways to follow after the master, Mm -hmm. to become a disciple, to become an apprentice to the ways of Christ. And, and the fact that what this baptism is, is a public declaration. It's that, it's that standing tall and say, witness me as I make this life altering dedication to no longer be who I was. And you as a fellowship of believers that are witnessing this baptism, be those that hold me accountable to it. Mm -hmm. Be those that help nurture me and guide me and mature me in the faith. Help me find my way. Help me grow according to the tenets of Christianity as it is written in the Bible, as it is recorded. You know, we went to Acts where we read that after Peter gives this beautiful uh, summation of the gospel for the people there in the streets of Jerusalem after after the after Pentecost uh, and, and the indwelling of the Spirit, and he comes and he does this, and he immediately just says to all those that have heard this and are standing there in astonishment, all who have believed, repent and be baptized, do this, and then receive the Holy Spirit, and like let's do this, let's move on, let's let us come together as a family, and of course the immediate the immediate immediate things that happen there in Acts is that there's a there's a the initial church is formed. That's how we landed on baptism. Why are we talking about baptism while we're talking about why the church and why worship? Because this is the initial acts. These are the things that lead us into that understanding of who we're supposed to be and our identity. And that's how you say, I know Caleb's a believer because I I know I have heard testimony and witness to his baptism. That's one of the things that helps. You know, I've heard his testimony of baptism. I've heard Miss Erica's testimony of baptism. Her husband. I was there when he was baptized, and I stood to my feet Amen. and shouted. I was excited. <laughs> uh, you know, and we're, and, and we're getting ready for a baptismal service on Easter morning here at Image Church. And if you've made a recent decision and don't know where to go to get baptized, we'd love to see you. Um, you know, here right here in Matthews, North Carolina. Um, but we have baptismal candidates from our youth group. We're excited because we have youth that are making life-altering decisions for Christ and to have him be the Lord of their lives. And one one even saying, hey, yeah, I got baptized when I was a kid. I don't know what I I didn't know what it was about. I saw a big water tank and I wanted to jump in it. Yeah, I think that I think that's really the challenge that we were trying to leave our youth with was, you know, we, we, we kind of jump around the topic and we get into a whole bunch of discussions, but at the end of the day, we want to just kind of this take home message of, you know, this baptism is just an expression and acknowledgement, a public declaration of what has already happened for you. Yeah. And I think that the word public is one of the most important things here. Cause mm-hmm. you gave a great example of, you know, and you can give the example again, but um, you know, why why is it important to do it in front of everyone? Why mm-hmm. is it why is it important to you know have this public declaration? Why can't we just you know go grab someone else and go in you know another room and just it between the two of them and say don't don't say anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I think I think I know what example you're referring yeah. to. Uh, so I was telling our youth, you know, if if you if one of our youth were to, to you know, come approach me after class, after, you know, we're already been in a big group, we've been talking about different things, but then they kind of pull me to the side away from everybody else. And they're like, Hey, you know, I, 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 I believe this now. And, you know, I, I want, I want my life to be about it. 
And, you know, I want to be baptized, but um, I don't really want people to be around. I don't really want to make a whole big to do about it. Like, I don't want uh, I don't want the attention on it. Like, this is just between me and God. Right. Like, I will you go over here and just like baptize me real quick and not not say anything like whatever. What does doing that say about what's happened in your life? Has there been that transformation? Because you can't almost can't help. But when God really intervenes in your life to be excited about it. Be like, whoa, I was one way and now I am very different. <laughs> and he <laughs> and says, go, go tell. Go yeah, tell exactly. Yes. You know, and, and the public baptism is one of those ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a very, that's a very good point, Eric. The public baptism, especially if you do kind of the way we've encouraged our youth, like if you're making a decision to come and be baptized, make sure you're discussing this with your parents. Make sure you're discussing this with pastors. Make sure you're making making everyone you know. But also invite everyone in your life to be present. Invite it because what it is, it's the initial witness. Mm-hmm. It's, us, it's the first way that you can really be obedient to the Great Commission. You can say, here it is. Here I'm making this known that I'm going to be different and I'm doing this in celebration of who Christ is in me. And to the point that Caleb's making, you can say, well, that seems unfair. Why can't they just have this private baptism and it just be a thing? I'm like, well, the Bible teaches us that if you deny us before man, he will deny us before the Father. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you ashamed of your faith? That's one of the lies that the devil has tried to perpetrate over all humanity through media is that your faith is a private thing. Yeah. I'm sorry, that is not true. Your faith no. should be lived out loud. Yeah. Yeah. You live it out loud as loud as you can, and you should be sharing with everyone around you because you should have a heart and love and compassion and a desire to see everyone around you at the Father's dinner table. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that old audio adrenaline song that I love, My Father's House. It's got a big, big table, and he's got a big house with lots and lots of rooms. I want everybody there. Yeah. That should be our desire, you know. Make and heaven crowded. That's right. I want heaven crowded. I want, you know, and they'll, you know, I want there to be a lot of people on the streets of gold. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's just the thing, you know, that when we've been talking about the church and what it's supposed to look like and we dove into that you know it's fun that last paragraph of acts 2 really just lays it all out <laughs> like, yeah, they're like yeah. they're like okay great the holy spirit came down they started like jesus had left we're building this church and there's just one short paragraph that just lays out what they did yep and it's real fun to see where we really get that wrong these days sometimes <laughs> like, yeah. where's the and, community yeah cuz it's it's <laughs> such community embedded it's so much yeah. like it it's it is your faith it is your personal decision to accept christ but you're not alone in walking through this process in your life and how and how crazy in a world where the world tells you that you're isolated and you're alone and you should be anxious and fearful and all that that's where the koinonia comes in that's where the gathering of believers the living life together is so important yeah. You know, you know, I was on I was on a call with a, with a dear brother in the faith the other night where he's where he was having some of those feelings of I feel alone. But guess what? You're not. Yeah. You called me. You called me because you knew I was a brother in Christ and we could talk like, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter where you're at. And if you feel alone out there in the world and you listen to this podcast for whatever reason, come to Image Church and we'll give you a hug. Yeah. I'm the crazy tattooed bald guy. <laughs> like you'll know what I mean when you get here, but <laughs> you can't miss me. But no, like don't be isolated. Don't be alone. Don't be trying to live out a, a belief system and faith in Christ by yourself. 
Because guess what? You the, the, the Holy Spirit can reveal truth to you through God's word. And you can find things. But guess where it grows faster and stronger? In the collection, in the body, being with the believers, being together. I have grown so much just hanging out with these two wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ that I would have never on my own. And I know that there's things that I have gained from Caleb that I could not have gained from any other source because God put us together for a reason. It's not a coincidence. Coincidences don't exist in the kingdom of God. He does everything. All things work together for those who love him. That's, this is the word teaches us these truths. So there again, th that's the basics of baptism. That's, that's lesson one. Come back and we'll, we'll get back into some other discussion. Look, we are not the end-all, be-all authorities on all this. God's Amen. word is. And God exists and continues to show us his character. His spirit reveals us his truth. We can read the same scripture umpteen times and gain new influence and wisdom and revelation from that. So we need to make sure that we're gaining as much as we can about who Christ was, who he is in our current lives, making sure that our spirit men are continuing to grow. And just, just on behalf of us here at Image Church, the easiest thing to do is say we love you. And we love you not even knowing some of you. We love you. If, hey, if you're one of our youth from Image Church that's listening to this podcast, we definitely love you. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I've hugged every one of you at some point or another or shaken your hand or patted you on the shoulder. That's a sincere love. I love you all. And if you haven't never been to Image Church and you're a teenager that feels isolated and alone, we're here to love you. Come, come hang out. We're here to love you based on how Christ would love you. We're here to be his arms to wrap around you. We're here to be his ears to hear your, hear your troubles and to help you find wisdom of the Lord in the scripture. And, you know, just know that baptism is just that declaring out. It's that public saying, we are who we say we are. We're going to be who we say we are. We believe that there is one way, one truth, and one life, and that exists in the person and nature and the existence of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So without giving the mics back over to the other guys, we're just going to say goodbye. We love you. We'll see you soon. We are made in his image and reflecting his love.